2: this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible.
1: What's up? This is the most must WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife, And you are going in raw. What's up? It's your
0: girl, Sasha Banks the boss, and you are watching Going In Raw.
1: Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing Hey friend, It's Steve here And Larson And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash stevenlarson Anywhere fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button and that little bell notified thing next to it so you always know when the new Going In Raws go up Larson, where else can we be found?
3: Patreon. Patreon.com slash Stephen Larson. We just updated it last week. Yes. Uh, Revamped tiers. Yeah. um, Including the $5 tier, which is now, I think, without a doubt, (laughs) best value. Definitely best value. But you know what? We had a lot of
1: people... Uh, promoting themselves from ring crew to low level WWE, uh, low level going in
3: Raw writer, yeah, ten
1: dollar tier, so they can vote on what pay per view reviews we do. I mean, in
3: all honesty, every Sunday, every tier except maybe one is is a quality value. Are you talking about the one dollar or the two hundred thousand? Two hundred thousand dollar tier.
1: <laughs> Somebody on our comments said, if you guys don't want the two hundred thousand dollars, why is it even a tier? It's not real. Why is it a tier?
3: I don't know, we man. just think it's funny,
1: it's I guess. It's funny. Jeez. It has a sense of humor. Anyways, you know what I forgot to do yesterday? You
3: forgot to uh, oh. name off this past week's oh. new pledges. Oh, I
1: did. Uh, let's see if I can figure this out now. Okay, so this is going back to last Tuesday. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, if anybody gets left out, let me know, and I will let you know. But here are the pledges. You know, you know patrons are opening their, their wallets to us, man, so I'm going to at least give them a shout-out. That's what you get starting from the $1 tier, so that, again... Best value. Yes. Here we go. Sean Hulver, Wayne Lynch, Cactus Luke, Charlie, Joe Shea, Wayne Headley, Lee Fox, Jeff Guthert. I had a, I had a, I had a run of really easy names and then I got Jeff Guthert. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, list of Jericho champion Bailey Dixon, Chris Clark, Mike Demopoulos, The KFA Mark, Tyson Lee, Ryan Mizushima, Jack Dolan, Brandon Young, Sam Carcano, Daniel Hyatt. Uh, Felatio nelson what's <laughs> the real name Felatio nelson uh, i'm the dan with the plan los gobernable blake the devil bevel maddie robs hitman antaldo robert stack uh cormer trevor powers Beck 27 hey fuck that guy nicholas kent saibutsu Nick Kelly, Roland Provost, Chris Coburn, Fred Bemis, Mark J. Betters II, Patrick McCommons, Forrest McDonald, The Reliable Reject, James Fenwick, Asher, Cheese It Christ, Brock Without the K Lesnar, Jonathan Jeb, Craig Black, James the Highland Scott,
4: Rainmaker,
1: Mark, James Spicer, Will Hayden, Brian McCann, Tris Conway, Ryan Ricotta, Vincente Ariola, Nigel Forsythe, the Eater of Fruits Bray Diet, Sasha Baron Corbin, Charlie, Undisputed Niagara Falls Champion Matt Edwards, uh, Benjamin Aberly, Ryan Halliday, Vesor, and Jerwin Garcia. They all kicked in money there on the Patreon. And I'm very excited that they did that. That's fantastic. Thank, well, thank you very, you very much, much, everybody. We really, really appreciate it. So, anyways, um, we're also on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in row. We have 10 designs. They're great. Yes. Yeah, anyways, let's get on. Let's start talking about SmackDown, Larson, another wonderful show. What are you doing right now?
3: I'm working on this week's countout while you're reading off those names. Okay. Well, we
1: have a show to do. I understand. I'm engaged in the show right now. Do that I'm multitasking.
3: Lunch. Do that during the watch. Well, I have other things. Uh, for that show to yeah. do during lunch. I have to write notes. You have to write notes for the count-outs so we know what to talk about. Oh, that's a good... Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about.
1: All right, uh, so anyway, SmackDown. Yeah. Um, another fun show. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's funny. SmackDown has sort of set the bar a bit high for themselves, and so when things... They they can have, like, a mediocre episode feel yeah. bad.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, But I thought this was, this was good. Yeah, there were some highlights. There were some highlights. I'm going to look at the notes here real quick. I mean, AJ versus Dolph. Another great match. Dude, I mean, look,
1: the main event was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens. And I was sad they didn't do the spot where Kevin Owens went flying off the I apron. Know. And Shinsuke no-sold it. I was I hoping know. they would throw back to that. But that's probably not what they want to be doing with their bodies at this point. No. So but I that's such
3: a great spot.
1: It is such a great spot. I haven't seen. Did you watch Ring of Honor posted on their Twitter or something a link to the, the video of their first encounter? Oh yeah. At war. It was War of the Worlds 2014. Oh okay. And uh, and I I've not seen that match. I would really like to to compare and contrast. I feel like the match that they had last night they sort of they they didn't give us all the juice. Well
3: no, but also Kevin Owens has a broken thumb.
1: Oh yeah. yeah so yeah, he's
3: yeah. probably not wrestling. Man, to his full ability right now,
1: he can give us a five-star match with a friggin' broken hand.
4: He can all fingers.
1: I know. I I do think that they tone it down a little bit because you know there's more to come. You don't want to give all this up on a on a regular episode. More to come, but still, it was a lot of fun. Who doesn't want to see Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke? I know. know. Uh, So yeah, it opened up though with uh, Shane coming down, and he had all the women's Money in the Bank competitors, and they unveiled. The beautiful, yeah, new Money in the Bank briefcase, briefcase for the women's Money in the Bank match. It was lovely. It was white, it was sort of echoing the women's championship title with the white strap. This was primarily a white briefcase yes. with gold trim. Yes, the standard Money in the Bank logo looked like a million. Bucks. It did.
3: It looked great. There were some gasps, some audible gasps mm-hmm. in the crowd. And then, uh, I loved it. Kind of uh, one by one, each of the competitors. Um, delivered short promos,
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh, more or less making their case to win that match. Uh, yeah. Starting off with uh, James Ellsworth and Carmella. Yeah. They were first. Of course, James Ellsworth dropped a couple
1: duh, duh
3: into his promo.
1: I love You know, he gets such a reaction when he picks up that mic, he gets a big reaction. Yep. Either people hate him or people are slightly tickled by him like Yeah, me. yeah. I'm very tickled and by then,
3: him. And uh, then Charlotte interrupted. Mm-hmm. You know, she said something like... Uh, you know, called, uh, uh, a a am the
1: queen, the I am the princess, and say, well,
3: now it's time for the queen to to talk. Yeah. Um, next was Natalia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got into a little back and forth about their family's wrestling legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, next Becky Lynch. Yes. Um, and after that Tamina mm-hmm. and I believe she more or less said you, all you guys do is talk. Um, come money to the bank. I'm going to win.
1: Post Money in the Bank, I want to see a push for Tamina.
3: Yeah. I like her. I, think I that, do, too. think her little
1: slight sort of repackaging
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, looks really good on her. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think they can really book her. She could be, I mean, it's kind of obvious the comparison, but she could be sort of the Nia Yeah, and I
3: feel like every time she gets some more time on the mic, she gets more confident. Yeah, no, I and think... And they keep it short.
1: I No, that's the thing. I think that they can learn with her... What they're kind of doing wrong a little bit with Nia Jax. Nia Jax talks, and she doesn't even talk that much, but when she does, it's just not, it doesn't really fit
3: who I think her character really is. I know. There's such, I wonder how, how much Nia would benefit from unscripted promos. Because her trash talk in the ring is fantastic. Yeah, she's really good at talking trash in the ring because it feels genuine. That could be, but I think, I mean, I,
1: I would speculate that there's a bit of a difference when you don't have a mic all over oh, yeah. the grill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like a camera pointed directly at your face and everybody, the the entire focus is on you as opposed to you're in there, there's action going on. It can be a little sloppy and then you can just sort of toss out whatever comes to your head. But if she were to sit down, maybe like kind of going along the same lines, if she sat down with whoever's writing for her and said, okay, what do you want me to say? I'll put it into my own words. Yeah. That something like that might be able to help. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, Tamina, uh, Naomi started. <laughs> she started to talk. She didn't have anything to do for Money in the Bank. She had nothing to do. And then we had the the debut, return debut as a singles competitor. Anyways, debut. Yes. Lana came down, um, and she was she had a big smile on her face, wearing a lovely evening evening gown. Yeah, she and she got a, a little shimmy, a pretty good pop from the crowd. Well, yeah, everybody loves Lana. Oh, everybody I not Love Lana? Are you kidding me? Jeez, they're all probably following her on Instagram. My goodness. Anyways, um, she looked like a million bucks. She was doing her little dancing. I I don't know how much the dancing thing is going to... Well,
3: last night it didn't really... uh, There was was nothing. There wasn't really anything, no. She
1: was sort of doing a little bit of, you know, uh, dancing coming down the aisle a little bit. But she came down
3: and and immediately wanted a title shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny, too, is that I've noticed this. Shane is the best at being inconvenienced by it. Shane cannot multitask, not easily anyways, not without being very grumpy about it. Yes. Like somebody, he'll be like, oh, man, I'm dealing with this situation. What do you want? This isn't the time. And so he told that to Lana. He says, Lana, this isn't the time, and this doesn't work for me right now. And Lana says, well, Shane, if it, do, if it works for me, I can make it work for you or something like that. It was very, I mean, it was very cute. very charming. Yeah. It was very cute. Um, but uh, then my, (laughs) Naomi just started laughing at her and started clowning her, saying, "I mean, honestly, she's saying what everybody else is thinking, you know? Like we love Lana,
3: but come on, you haven't done anything. I know you have had one match two years ago at WrestleMania, and it was part of a A tag match, eight person tag, eight woman tag match.
1: Exactly. And then did she? Did so? Did they ever do? Rusev and Summer Rae versus Dolph and Lana. Did they ever do that as a mixed gender thing? A mixed segment? I don't kind of believe so. I don't, huh? I don't know. But uh, anyways, her resume on TV, because we know that she's been on the house circuit on the NXT. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, like honing her singles game. Yeah, That's but her,
3: her resume on WWE TV is is. Pretty much non-existent. Yeah, exactly. It's one match. And so
1: Naomi was clowning it. There was a great little throwaway shot of, uh, or like you see, oh,
3: of Becky and Charlotte
1: sipping tea, which apparently is a thing. I don't know what that is, but it was hilarious. Yeah, I love
3: that they get to for right now.
1: They get to sort of display their friendship. Yes, on air because it's hilarious. It is. Um. So, anyways, uh, Naomi just ran down Lana, ran her down. It was great. And then, uh, and Shane McMahon pretty much agreed. He was like, "Yeah, you don't get to say this is yet. a land
3: of opportunity, but you have to earn your you chances." You have to
1: earn it. And Lana uh, huffed and puffed, and she left. Uh, so, anyways, like that led to a six-man, six-woman tag match. Yes, uh, the faces versus the heels. Um, Lana came down and distracted uh, Naomi, which allowed. Tamina, right, to yes. pick up the win with a vicious super kick. Yes. Yeah. That was 100% right there, man. Yeah. That was a good
3: super kick. I really like Tamina, great man. Kick. I like Tamina. Yeah, I do, too. I hope she goes far. Me, too.
1: Uh, let's see here. Then we had Shane backstage. He happened to
3: walk into a room that had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy just hanging out in there.
1: I'm trying to think of the storyline logic, the kayfabe logic there.
3: Cause Cause he, Mojo, didn't, he didn't seem like uh, uh, he had an appointment with Mojo, because it seemed like Mojo just walked in, too. It was like Mojo Raleigh's
1: version of the horse head from God. Uh, oh, is King that what it from was? Godfather, yeah. It was like, I'm going to put this in Shane's office, in his impromptu office. To remind him that, remind that him. Mojo
3: is here, and he wants
1: opportunity, too. Exactly. So then we got Ernest Mojo yes. Raleigh. We got Shane. When I won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, I thought this was going to open up doors for me.
4: He was very earnest. I love Ernest.
1: Mojo oh, I do well. too.
3: I think it's great. He needs to do something like Vince used to do on commentary, which is be yes. mellow, and then just pivot. Yeah, into be mellow Mojo, and yeah. then pivot like that. No gray area. To no hype. No in between. No to hype Mojo. <laughs> hype on
1: a dime. Yep. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, he, you know, he says, "Hey, I haven't been here." And <laughs> Shane McMahon says, "A lot of people haven't been here." He's Ty Dillinger. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and Luke. Luke Harper got a pop. Because he said he said Ty Dillinger nothing, Luke Harper, and then the crowd went I think crazy I think in the arena. Luke
3: Harper's from um, the Rochester area. He's not. On he was the in the team. dark match. He picked up the win during the dark match. Who did he fight? Um, it was, was no, it was Luke Harper, Ty, and American Alpha against the Ascension and two other uh, wrestlers. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't catch who was Aiden English one of them.
1: Yeah, I think so. Oh, that makes sense. So, anyways. Um, yeah, Luke. I mean, regardless of where he's from or that. I mean, that, that, you're probably right. That probably is the reason. But people love Luke Harper. Yeah, they want to see the dude. Yes, they want to see him out there. Glad you agree with me that he's the dude. Somebody, man, I have to print that out. Somebody sent. I have to. And oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That great drawing. Yeah, that was fantastic. My faction that I want to see.
3: So Mojo wanted uh, an opportunity to be a part of the in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, it's a little crowded at that point, Mojo. Yeah, these seven people. It's I know there. that's a lot. So Shane said, "Okay." Oh, Mojo also said. You know, there's only one person on the SmackDown roster right now who has beaten Jinder Mahal. Yeah, and that's Mojo. Since he returned, yeah, yes. Mojo Raleigh. So Shane says, "Okay, Mojo, if you win your match tonight, you'll be uh, placed in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Mm-hmm. Your opponent, Jinder Mahal. Yeah." And so Mojo was very happy about that. He thought he had it in
1: the bag. Yes, Mojo had dreams of being WWE champion.
4: Well, it wasn't easy. a title
1: match. Right. No, no, no. But Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah. And cash in on a guy he already already beat
3: Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm.
1: Easy path, Easy path.
3: Well, you would think. Absolutely. Next, AJ Styles had a rematch against Dolph.
1: Who doesn't Another love this? Another
3: solid match. Who doesn't
1: love this? Who doesn't want to see AJ versus Dolph? I'm telling you, we kind of take SmackDown for granted. Because I was like, yeah, that was a good episode. But, I mean, come on. This is all great stuff. If Raw had this any... You know, on any given Monday, be like, oh, my God, Ronald's rebounded, It's great.
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, They started out this match a little differently than their previous this one. It was a completely different match. Uh, okay. It started out more technical. Yeah. Really fast-paced. Yeah. And then towards the second half, it got a lot more physical. Yeah. And.
1: Uh, the technical fast-paced. Okay.
3: So it says on my notes. Um, I'm, and having,
1: then, I'm having you contribute to the notes.
3: Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, ten dollar pay is gonna get these. Uh, got more physical, more fast paced. They really have this really good thing where they can be a bit sloppy.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But as the story of the match, it makes yeah. them feel more intense. Yeah, doesn't seem like it seems like they're being purposely sloppy mm-hmm. versus yeah, like at one sloppy.
1: Point, sort of kind of towards the, heading towards the finish. Uh, AJ was gonna go for the phenomenal. Forearm, oh, that was a good spot. But once again, Dolph was able to thwart. No, that.
3: no, that's not what happened. What AJ happened? was going up for the forearm. Yeah, he saw that Dolph. Was oh, come tooth for it, yeah. And he didn't end up jumping on the ropes. That's right. He did the, yeah, the thing. And then he yeah. he hit Dolph, and then uh, what was it, he rolled through on a pin attempt, picked him up for a Styles Clash, and won. Yeah,
1: Dolph had his head all the way back from like from the pin attempt. He put his head back. <laughs>
3: and
1: then AJ rolled it through and gave him a beautiful looking Styles Clash, mm-hmm. rolled him over. He got the win. That was good. It was a good match. Yeah. So, well, I like this. Who doesn't want to see this? I like that they're having all the all the competitors. Everybody in Money in the Bank, they're really good wrestlers. Yeah. So, you know,
3: why not have them just square off between now and then? We got a couple of weeks. This is a scenario where I don't mind fifty-fifty booking.
4: Yeah, I me mean neither. Makes total sense.
3: Builds up the story of Money yeah. in the Bank. No, it totally and makes, makes sense. the match
1: more unpredictable. Absolutely. And they, they're still pushing that Dolph is the only guy who's he's been in Money in the Bank. I think six times,
4: mm-hmm.
3: one at once, successfully cashed it. Yeah. Uh,
1: so then we had we had. The new fa- we have the new Fashion Files. Yeah, great. This time, co-starring The New Day. This is what we've been wanting to see. Um, I felt like I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, the, the back and forth, especially you could tell Big E. You can, it's been obvious for ages. But you can tell out of the three, Kofi's great, Xavier's great. Big E has comedic timing in oh, his yeah. blood. Oh yeah, he's got that in his blood. When they said, "What is this day one?" or is this something like a day one help? What do you know about their day one being H or something like that? And then uh, Big E said, "Ish," and immediately Tyler Breeze said, "Gazunheit," and he said, "Thank
4: you." Mm-hmm. It was
1: just it was rapid fire comedy. It was. I great. love
3: I love the bit where uh, 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 the new day. Gave uh, the fashion police the, the rompers and then Fondango went on an extended kind of bit about how he doesn't take bribes
4: says, yeah. I'm a dancer but I'm, not, I'm
3: no dirty dancer
1: <laughs> 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 well the fun to me this the, they do the reveal where Tyler is going and changing the romper and he gets in there and he's like ugh but the funnier thing to me was when they give Fandango oh, the romper he throws it down he throws it, it they said no you're not supposed to throw it you're supposed to wear it and he throws it down and again, they're like why do you keep doing that yeah so that was good. I don't know, I thought it was good. I just I want to see I want to see more of it. I feel like I feel like they have a lot and they didn't quite nail everything they could do. So it I want to see, see a lot more. It could
3: be a situation like we mentioned with the Shinsuke Kevin Owens match. We'll see a lot more. That there's more to come. A lot more. More to the Day, so the premise
1: was New Day wanted info on their Money in the Bank opponents, the Usos. Yes. And one of the great things, and once again, this is something I'll always love, is the their uh, bulletin board behind them. Yes. Like There was like a, a four pictures of uh, Michael Hayes, and it says, like, repeat offender. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of little things like that. Yeah. So it was very funny. It was very good. I loved it. Uh, let's see here. Mojo Rawley versus Jinder Mahal was up next. I love Gender's entrance,
4: man. Yeah. It's freaking rad. Yeah, dude. And it's
1: not they don't they're not using that horrible script. What is it? Is it Papyrus? Mm. It's papyrus. They were using that with him before because it like looks I guess it looks like I, I don't know, some I don't know. It's so stupid. It's a font that I think you see a lot used in sort of, you know, Middle Eastern Type in envir- or Indian environs, you know, the papyrus. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like it's the most obvious thing to use with a guy who's of Indian descent, I'm Canadian, but his parents or whatever. Anyways, uh, but they change it. They they have some cool new yeah. new font. It looks like his t shirt. He he walks out and like the the little there's like a
3: carpet sort of rolling digitally behind him. It was great. Yeah, and then uh, they wait till a certain point in his music for the actual Titantron to.
1: Yeah, because I was like, what, so does he not get any Titan Tron video? Are they just doing very minimalist Because here? they have like a
3: spotlight on him and the Singh Brothers. Yeah. And then, as you mentioned, the... Music
1: the goes on a little bit long.
3: Yeah, it's still a really good entrance.
4: Yeah, and true.
3: then the, the animation on the ramp yeah. happens, and then at some point music hits. Yeah. And then they 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 put up his Titan Tron. And he's it's really good. He's figuring out it's how to really good. the belt. Yeah. He's not all the way there, because at one point he had to sort of adjust his
1: hand a little bit. Yeah. He needs to. He needs that fluid. Yeah, it'll uh, come. Anyway, it was a fun enough match. Like it's yeah. not like they're gonna these guys are gonna put on this is probably like a seven minute match. Um, yeah. it wasn't that long, but that was good. Like you don't need you don't need more than seven minutes of Mojo Raleigh versus Jinder Mahal, so I like that. Um and uh, of course the Singh Brothers, they uh oh they introduced Jinder also. Yes. Um they interfered a little bit, they were distracting to Mojo Raleigh, that allowed Jinder Mahal to to pick up the win with his finisher. What is it called? The Colossus
3: Yeah Colossus. And then uh, he did a promo afterwards. I like this promo. It was good yeah, promo. Yeah, me too.
1: I like, they always, the, 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 team, the production knows how to direct his promos. They really know when to go in for those close-ups, mm-hmm. when to pull out. Um, I said pull out. And, uh, yeah, these are really good. I really like these things. He's got a great, he's got a very expressive face. He does. And he didn't sound like he needed uh, uh, hauls. Oh, yeah. He didn't sound like he needed uh, some sort of cough drop. Anyways, that was good. Uh, next up, we had a Shinsuke Nakamura video package. Uh,
3: I pretty much just skipped through this. I didn't watch it. Oh, that. they had somebody uh, sure, great. painting um, intercut with uh, kind of a remix of his song with some uh, clips from matches.
1: Do yeah. they have to be so literal with the artist thing? They Apparently, should should they the guy think guy they need to. Painting? You know, there's all different
3: forms. of I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's all sorts
1: of different forms of art.
3: I am aware of this. Did you know there's different? there's all different forms of doctors, too? Why are they doing just painting? I don't know. <laughs> like,
1: goddamn damn, man. I didn't even notice the painting shit because I was like, oh, that's a recap. I don't need this.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the clips were from uh, his NXT matches. I am an artist. And it just, they, really, you're a painter? And they showed uh, like a lot of the stuff you know, during his... They show a lot of stuff from his entrances, and it was all his NXT entrances, when his, ex- when his entrance was perfect. Yeah. Before oh, he got yeah. Main and they had to mess with it. They have to mess with it. They had to metal with it. And I really paid attention to it last night. I'm going to talk about this now, because this bugs me. Yeah, do it. So, you know, in NXT, they'd have the waveform wave pop up with the guitar riff. It'd be on all, all the panels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, after the guitar riff, before the beat kicks in, and the violin really comes in um, with the melody, they'd have all these kind of like mm-hmm. red sparks yeah, red yeah, yeah, popping yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all gone now. It's just completely, there's no light. He comes out when the, the, the violin... Wait, does when like the quick.
1: guitar stuff happens? N- no. There's nothing?
3: After, after the guitar stuff, there's one single uh, waveform that's going. After the guitar part ends, while the song starts to build, um, there's nothing. All the lights are out. Do they nothing do the, on the tightrope. Do they
1: front. do the strobe on him when he
3: comes out? Yes. Okay. That's still there. Okay. Um, but that's when the melody starts. Oh, because before, when the, the violin did the the quick kind of, I don't know the term, yeah, that, yeah, the fall. That his name would come across. Great. Yeah, right. It was great. Yeah. That doesn't happen until after the strobes end. After the strobe lights end.
1: So his name doesn't come up with the, what's the point of anything in life then? I don't know. What's stupid. I know. The name fell with the, the violin. It was Cascaded perfect.
3: In. It was perfect.
1: It was beautiful. It was perfect. What are they doing, man?
3: Now he's got two uh, pyro moments.
1: That's still there. Yep. God damn it! God damn it! No! Stop with the pyros! Pyro, pyro it's
3: first pyro uh, happens when his name comes on Titantron, <sighs> uh, and then the second when he's in the ring. It just sounds odd. Yeah, it, it does. sounds awkward. That's stupid. His his entrance was so perfect I in am, NXT. I am an artist. Does not necessarily equal painter. No, anyways. sort of like if you're a doctor, doesn't mean you're a medical
4: doctor. <laughs>
1: I like you keep going back to the doctor thing. <laughs> oh man, that's good. I am, I am a doctor. I am a doctor. Really? I've got a sore throat. What can you do about it? Nothing. I'm a doctor in <laughs> Um Randy Orton did an interview, and uh, he said he talked to some legends like his dad, Ric Flair. And I didn't know, oddly, I didn't know Randy Orton and
3: Charlotte were brother and sister. Oh, he forgot to put a comma between his dad and Ric Flair. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, he said, "I talked to my dad, Ric Flair."
4: <laughs> Woo-hoo.
1: Um, no, he obviously meant Bob Orton Jr. Junior. Yeah. Uh, so he talked to yeah Bob talked to Rick, and he talked to Harley Race. Probably before he broke both of them. How did he
3: break his legs?
1: I don't, I don't know. God, that's horrible. This happened at his home. <laughs>
4: Jeez,
1: man. I know, that's rough.
4: God, wow.
1: Anyways, um, Randy Orton said, uh, action speaks louder than words. Profound. Profound. I wonder if any of them are doctors of, like, you know, the philosophy.
3: Oh, that's a good question.
1: Because that's very profound. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he said, money in the bank, I'm going to do whatever. Uh, then we had, oh, oh, so let me ask you this. So during what? the Fashion Files, what
3: were they referring to? They were talking about the, the cologne last week um, during the, uh, the Fashion Files. You know, they're often Yeah, involved. they found
1: the cologne. Yeah. But then I thought this week he said, I, I did a taste test. There's no boys and there's no lab. So I did a taste test. And was he trying to say that it didn't belong to the Colones? I think so. Okay. I didn't really understand the point of that. Maybe they were moving on to a new... I think so, yeah. A different... Okay. They were moving on past that case. Okay. That's fine. Anyways. Um, then we had... Speaking of the clones, we had the clones versus the New Day. The New Day uh, pretty handily took care of the Colones. Yeah. Um, then the Usos came out and dropped a promo on the New Day. I actually kind of liked it. hmm I'm liking the, 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 the Usos. Um... Not sure what they're going to do with these tag titles. Some tells me they're going to put them on the New Day. I think I don't know. I think
3: they will at SummerSlam. Oh, there you go. SummerSlam, huh? Could you
4: see? I wonder if
1: they'd maybe do a three-way dance.
3: They could. I thought that too. Could be. That would be the. But wide we still have. Mood. We still have two pay-per-views between now and SummerSlam. So I don't know if they're going to wait that long. Because we have Money in the Bank, we have the Battleground in July. Oh, really, we have a Battleground? Yeah. Mm. And then Summer Slam in August. Mm. Battleground. Well, I don't know if minor. they're going to wait that long.
4: I know.
1: I don't know if they're going to do the Fashion file, the Fashion Police next week. Has me curious. All right. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Sami
3: Zayn then gave an interview that was interrupted by Baron Corbin. Corbin.
1: I'm Baron now. Commentary is a spot. Commentary. Oh yeah,
3: Sammy said he's going to be on, uh, on commentary for the main event.
1: I do not like Sammy Zane in this current. In, in this, in the, I, I don't like the. I was watching a lot of tape, and the thing about everybody is that they they all get their little things. Even AJ Styles. Even but the one guy who doesn't is just get shut up. Shut up. God, what is that? What is that? What are they doing with this guy? What is that? Did somebody say he needs like a character or something? Does somebody say he needs to all of a sudden be that annoying guy who talks way too much and overanalyzes everything? Because that's what he's doing. What do you think know. about this? this no, I, mean, I don't like
3: it. I'm not into it. It seems like they could have come the up with... Thing the
1: thing th- about Shinsuke is it's charisma. You can't figure it out. What does that even mean?
3: You'd think they'd be able to come up with a better idea.
1: You and Shinsuke Nakamura had an amazing match in NXT. It was fantastic. Yep. It was like a match of the year candidate. Yep. It was so good, and now you're talking about, I can't bring him out because of this charisma.
3: What are you even talking about? What are you going on here for? Yeah, that, that, whole, that whole bit didn't make much sense.
1: It didn't. It was, he
3: didn't all re- Did he even reference their match in NXT?
1: He said that he's been in the ring
3: with all yeah, of them. Yeah, that's what I thought. And so he didn't, like, directly
1: reference that he was in there, but I think he did. Because when I first heard him say it, I was like, what are you even talking about? You fought this guy before. And then I listened to it again this morning, and he does kind of reference. Like, he doesn't omit that from history. Um, But he doesn't make a point of
3: saying that he had been
1: in the
4: ring. He didn't say, I had an
1: epic battle with this guy. I know what he's all about, but he can change up his game, you know, better than anybody else. That kind of thing. Like, you know, being in there with him and a bunch of other guys is going to throw everything off. There was a million different ways he could have said this stuff. But instead, he starts talking about his charisma, how he can't... I don't know who's writing this crap for Sami Zayn, but it's a bunch of bollocks. Be honest with you. See, YouTube doesn't know that bollocks is, a, is like a, a naughty word to say, so I can say bollocks. You don't think so? We'll find out. We'll find out. Won't we?
4: Stay tuned.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, so Baron Corbin attacked him. And I was I thought it was great. Yeah.
3: I love Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is I mean, like his, his growth curve yeah. is been geometric. Yes. Exponential. Yes, like that. <laughs> like
4: it's <laughs> not, not linear, not
3: this. a curve. It's been like because this, this he, better. I thought he did a fantastic job on commentary last night. Yeah, me too. He's doing a, he's doing really well. No, I think he's fantastic. And I think he's still oh, Something we got to do. Mm. Power rankings. Power
1: rankings. One, Money two, in the three, bank. Four, Power rankings. Money in the bank. Number five is Sami Zayn. Yeah. Without a freaking doubt, it's Sami Zayn. He's not winning this thing. Well, there's six competitors six. in six. it. Six. Sami Zayn goes. Five down. is four. Dolph. Dolph Ziggler. Four.
3: Four. four. Dude, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Kevin Owens is four.
1: There's only two people I can see coming away with this AJ and Baron Corbin. Yeah. Me too. And I kind of feel like it's Baron.
4: Some people, some people, you can been saying
1: We've been saying Baron for months. We've been saying Baron for months. AJ and Shinsuke.
3: Shinsuke. Shin, yeah. Dark Horse Canada right there. I think, historically speaking, uh, uh, everybody else in this match, with maybe the possible exception of Sami Zayn, is pretty well established. Mm hmm. Um, their position on the card, except for Baron. Mm. I mean, Baron is kind of t- one of the top heels on SmackDown. But of all the people in it, I feel like he, by winning it, would take would be the largest stride for him. Oh, for sure. Up the card, absolutely. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and usually, when they, historically speaking, not always the case, whoever wins the Money in the Bank is usually more of an up and comer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As opposed to someone who's established.
4: Yeah,
1: somebody who's on the precipice
3: yes. of, of that main event. And I know Shinsuke has been on SmackDown for a grand total of, what, two months? Yeah. He's already, like, the top guy on the show. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely.
1: As we saw in the fantastic main event. Yes. Um, you know what would be kind of fun, though? And I, just, I, just li- I would like this a lot. Is if Sammy won, but Baron somehow was able to take it from him subsequently mm-hmm. down the line in mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. after that. But no, Baron Corbin's walking out with money in the
4: bank. Yeah. Anyways,
1: uh, let's see here. Then we had uh, Shane, and uh, so Shane was on the phone with somebody, probably Daniel Bryan, and he was saying, "Yeah, no, I saw it. Sammy zane has got his his butt beat, beat by uh, Baron Corbin. He beat the crap out of him." And uh, and then Naomi comes in in a huff. And Shane is like, Man, I got a lot going on right now. No, you you really don't, Shane. Like, you know, you saw what happened. You're not going to do anything about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you can deal with this right now. You're freaking commissioner. Uh, She comes in and she says, She wants Lana at Money in the Bank for the women's. And she's like, I'll even put my title on the line. Shane said, Are you sure you want to do this? She said, Yes. I don't like Lana. She cost me the tag match. The meaningless tag match, and because of that, I'm going to put my title on the line. But she really wants to whip Lana's butt. Yeah. What are the odds
3: that Lana's going to win the title at Money in the Bank? I think the odds are greater that, granted this all depends on the order of the the matches at the event, that following the match, someone will cash in Money in the Bank. Ooh, that would be pretty great. So Naomi wins. And then someone cashes in.
1: That's your contribution there. Okay. Anyways, uh, moving on. We had Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura in the main event. Um, who doesn't love this, man? I mean, God, what a massive couple of names here. I know. Baron Corbin's on commentary, too. That was cool. Yeah, did a great job. Um, Nakamura uh, got the win clean mm-hmm. with the Kinshasa. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. mm mm-hmm. So who's so Kevin Owens going to beat Third
3: time next. Uh, Shinsuke has pinned Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last three or four weeks. So are we assuming this is going to lead to Nakamura versus Owens for the U.S. title at some point? After Money in the Bank, I would think so. Probably. Shinsuke is probably going to be the new U.S. champion at yeah, SummerSlam.
1: Right after he picks up the penny, he starts to celebrate. Baron Corbin runs in and lays him out with the nastiest energy. Yeah, the... that was a great Shinsuke sell by Shinsuke. he the living crap out of it. He went... He went so high on it; it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I was kind at first. I was kind of worried because it looked like he landed awkwardly, like when. Yeah, where he landed on his knees was too hard. Bench. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that was a great style. And he sort of shimmyed it, and he was fine. So uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was a top episode of SmackDown. It was good stuff.
4: Yeah, all in all, so, a pretty
1: solid episode. B yeah. B plus. B plus. Well, maybe a B. Solid B. I gave B. it hundred percent. Solid a B B++. Plus plus. Solid B. So I'm going to give it an eighty nine percent you Like an 85, 86? 86. 86. Larson gives it 86 for a combined total of 87 and a half. Right? Yes. Now let's go to questions.
3: Yes. Um, Terrence Thompson, um, how likely is it that Lana wins the title at Money in the Bank? He says it's 50-50. It's pretty obvious that Vince is considering giving the championship to Lana. If she wins, Charlotte, as a face, is probably winning Money in the Bank.
1: I'm gonna say no. I, I can't believe for a second that they would invest this much time and might I add, successfully into Naomi only to have Lana in her first I know singles match I know. win money in the bank. That's not I don't think that's gonna happen. That should that's that's yes, what I think. The happen.
3: more likely scenario, even though I don't think it is terribly likely, is that uh the the women's money in the bank ladder match winner cashes in. Mm hmm. Um that same night after their match.
1: I mean, to be honest, like, realistically, and I know it's wrestling.
3: I shouldn't use the word
1: realistically. Lana shouldn't even be able to put up a fight. I know. It, it should be a struggle for her. It I know. Should, you know. It really should. I mean, I, I'm fine with there being, you know, if, if she's able to hang with Naomi, that should be surprising. Yes. And I think that's the route they're going to take. I don't think they should be booking her as if she's on the same playing field. Naomi has come along fantastically. She is a champion. Yes, I think it's me. Yeah, I think she's great. Uh, let's see here. Hila uh, Kleiner, champion Alex Ponce, says, "What are your thoughts on the white money in the bank briefcase?" Looks great. I love it. It's great.
3: Um, Empire of cleanliness. Andrew Mullen. Do you guys honestly think Mojo could be a main eventer? No. No, I like Mojo. I love him. I do, too. I think he's he's really good on the mic. Mm -hmm. He's okay in the ring. Yeah. But I think his whole hype thing is, that's not a main eventer. That's not a main event gimmick, I don't feel like.
1: No, it's not. And you need some, one of your favorite words is gravitas. Yes. You need some gravitas if you're going to be a main eventer, and he lacks that.
3: Yeah, that's why I feel like he needs to go from mellow Mojo to hype Mojo Mm
4: -hmm.
3: immediately. And you know what? It's okay. Some
1: yeah. people can have amazing careers and never be real main eventers. Look at the Miz, for example. You know, I know he was a main eventer. He had the, the world title. Everybody panned that that title run. It was kind of not, you know, great. But he's made an amazing career as an upper mid-card mm-hmm. guy.
4: Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's yeah. Cool.
1: Man, he's getting to the point where they're not going to be able to deny Miz being, in, being like a true main eventer. I know. For
3: long. He's so good. Give him another year and I think... He'll be right up there. It'll be,
1: I mean, it'll be the kind of thing where it's like, it's kind of obvious, you know? Yeah.
3: Uh, let's see here. Uh, the lunatic Cringe, Drew, K, drew Q, sorry. Um, hey, friendos, now that Lana has made her debut on SmackDown, it's only a matter of time until Rusev makes his return. One can assume that it could be at Money of the Bank, but if you guys were in charge of booking, how would you book the return of the Bulgarian Brute? Um, I mean, rumors are he's going to have a match against Shane at SummerSlam.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So he'd have to come back and, and ask why, A, he wasn't giving his title shot at Money in the Bank. Yeah. B, how come he's not even in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Right. And then, you know, just have a problem with Shane because he's not giving him any opportunities to actually even be on the show. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't, I'm trying to think of creative ways to sort of, to have him come in and make an immediate impact. I was thinking maybe interfering in the Money in the Bank match of some sort, like inserting himself.
3: Somehow Taking someone out.
1: Yeah, something like that. Um, Nemo asks, what do you think takes more wrestling talent, like as a pro wrestler, being on the offensive and trying to make the match less of a slog or selling the offense and making the other wrestler look good?
3: Um, I, I would think selling because it helps tell the story. Anytime
1: you're good enough to make the other guy look good, because I think you have to be, A, you have to be, Way better than the other guy to do that. Well, that's not really true. That's not really true. That's not true. Um, but, I'll, okay, I'll, I'm sorry, I'll put it this way. The best guys can make the worst guys look good. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles and his matches with Roman Reigns, best matches that Roman Reigns have had. Yeah. Roman Reigns is not a great wrestler. No. AJ Styles made him look that way.
3: Because he sold.
1: Because he, sold he sold, he sold, he sold, and sold. He sold, and he knows, and he knew how to carry the match. Yeah. And he knew the roles both people needed to have. Yeah. So it's not just like Ziegler, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler sells. I'm not going to say Dolph Ziggler makes the other guy look like a million. No, bucks. no, no.
3: I think I think that's part of his, what he's trying to do, but I don't think it always works.
1: When you can when you can effectively sell. Number one, AJ. May, Dolph makes selling look a bit cartoonish. AJ
3: makes it look real. Yeah. He makes it look like it hurts. Um. Another thing I noticed, especially after watching these last two weeks with Dolph and AJ is, I don't know if it's always been the case or if it's a more recent development, a lot of the time, Dolph works a slower pace than he really should. Do you notice that? Because his last two matches with AJ, they've both been really fast-paced matches. Yeah. But a lot of the time, Dolph doesn't work fast-paced matches. You think he slows
1: down for his opponent? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, well, it's a good, good observation. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do.
3: The Nightcrawler. Hey, friendo. So I listen to many wrestling podcasts. Obviously, going in raw is the best of the bunch. Thank you. But one thing that you guys talk about differently than everyone else is the level of scripting and promos because everyone else says every word of every promo is 100%, writ- 100% written for every superstar besides veterans like Cena and Jericho. So the Nightcrawler's question is, does this help or hurt the talent? Um, written... Promos, I think, by and large, um, don't benefit the talent.
4: Uh,
1: I mean, if, if I was to sit down, if I was to sit down, okay, so let's take a look here. Sami Zayn definitely hurts mm-hmm. because somebody's writing that crap for him. Mm-hmm. I, 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 mean, I can't guarantee anything. I have no idea. I'm sure that some of these would be. Roman Reigns
3: was hurt by
1: those awful promos he had to do. Roman Reigns was,
3: de- oh my, that's the
1: prime example of when it doesn't work. Um, there are examples of when it does work. Jinder Mahal, if his stuff is being written for him, they're pretty good. I think they're yeah, effective yeah. for him.
3: I'm just saying, generally speaking, if if uh, I think if wrestlers are are given um, notes, beats they need to hit, mm-hmm. maybe they can work with the writers to come up with with a framework and some essential lines.
1: You would think that. Well, I'll put it this way: you would think that collaboration. I agree, 100. percent You would think that collaboration would be the best-case scenario. Yes. Like, what beats do you want me to hit? What would you like me to say? And then let's work on what I feel comfortable saying and what makes most sense for me to say. Yeah. Um, somebody pointed out on Twitter that uh, Heyman had a strong creative hand in uh, Brock Goldberg. Oh, I saw that, yeah. And and I apologize for not sourcing you. Um, I'm looking at Freddie Prince Jr. right here staring at me. And if, it's, if he worked with Samoa Joe, would, number one, it wouldn't surprise me if he worked with Samoa Joe in terms of you know, the, the what happened on, on Raw. But Samoa Joe's promos, the, it, it wasn't out of the... There was nothing non-Samoa Joe about what he said. Yeah. And so I firmly believe that there are certain people who simply either take the liberty or have an understanding with the writing staff. I'm going to write my own stuff. Yeah. And this is you can take it or leave it. I'm going to write my yeah. own stuff. This is what I'm going to say out there. Yeah. And if you want to fire me, fire me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like...
3: Well, I'm sure I, you know, like Cena, Bina Ambrose.
1: Nobody's writing Cena, yeah, Ambrose,
3: right. Ambrose. The the guys that have established themselves as strong uh, talkers, mm-hmm. I think they have the leverage because they are so good Right, exactly, and yeah. like that, you know, they could go to creative and say, uh, "All right, so in general, what do you mean to say?" It, it's, and it, then they can go out and do it. It's probably not unlike a lot of jobs
1: where if you're like in a managerial mm-hmm. position. You know certain people, you know what you're doing. Just go do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And other people no, you have to do this and you have to do that. It's probably a lot like that. You know, if you're a writer, it's like, okay, well, there's Samoa Joe. Hey, look, we just need you to get to this point. You know what to do. Yeah. Do you have any questions? You know that Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was that like that. I don't know if it is. But, yeah, I, think, I I think what you're saying in terms of, like, by and large... By and large, you'd want a collaboration type thing. Yes. Um, but, you know, also wouldn't surprise me if there's some wrestlers that just show up, where's my script? Mm-hmm. You know?
3: Who it, I guess they simply aren't
1: interested in In the that end, team. it all
3: depends on on what the talent is most comfortable with.
1: Like, I can all, Randy Orton comes off as the kind of guy who shows up, all right, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? I'll do it. You know what I mean? And if it's like, if he's got like a Bray Wyatt to work with, then it's probably a more interesting experience for him. He they probably hand him instead of pure crap. It's like, oh, this is pretty cool. Okay, this is neat.
3: Yeah, you know. And maybe he reads it and says, okay, well, let's change this.
4: Yeah, that that
1: could be. You know,
3: I wonder how. Yeah, I wonder how.
1: Because he always seems so. I don't. I don't know. His character by nature kind of feels checked out sometimes. But then there's checked out, and then there's like, wait, is Randy actually checked out right now? Yeah. Is he is he actually motivated or not? I can't tell. Yeah, I know. Uh, Brock without the Kay Lesnar, do you think do you have faith that Lana can have a great match at Money in the Bank, or will it be crap? I don't think that it has to be one or the other. I think that she can probably have a serviceable match. Yeah. But I don't know. Naomi, it, it's going to be kind of a litmus test to see how much Naomi has picked up from working with people like Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Because will she be able to carry Lana, who's been primarily on the NXT circuit? And working at
3: the Performance
1: Center. Yeah. Will she be able to carry Lana to a good match? Hopefully, whoever the agent is on SmackDown working that program will be able to lay out something that's in their comfort zone. Yes, I hope so. And as effective. I think it'll be decent. I yeah, have, yeah. I have faith that it can be
3: decent. There is the possibility it's going to be crap. Yeah. Uh, Tommy T. Hey, guys. So a week back, I compared Jeff Hardy's and Shinsuke's indescribable charisma, and Steve said it was kind of an it factor. So my question is, throughout all of wrestling history, who are five other superstars that just had it when it comes to natural charisma?
1: Randy Savage. That chari- That. Thing of Randy Savage's cannot be duplicated. He was a he was a unique individual. Yes. Um. He's off the top of my head. Um. The Hogan thing was kind of interesting because I mean Hogan was you know he, he was manufactured
3: to a degree, but there was
1: something about his intensity that people clung to.
3: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Even though he wasn't good in the ring. No. Wasn't even really good on the mic. No. <laughs>
1: But there is something there. Yeah. Um, other guys will be in fact. CM Punk, you can't just dress up some guy. Alistair Black literally has not said one word. I know. And I'm captivated. And I you know. can't just dress up like as much as I would love to. You can't just dress up like that, grow a big ass beard, cut your hair in a Mohawk, get a bunch of tattoos that take yeah. a year and a half. Yeah. You can't just do that and you're Alistair Black. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, it's like that dude's got a face on him. That's something else. Yeah. So um Ric Flair. Yeah, Rick Flair. Just something about like his voice, his intonation, his intensity, his intensity, his face. It's all there. And there's there's, there's something there's intensity about that. I
3: don't know what it is. It's it. Um, King of Hostile, Joshua the Dynamic Knight Martinez. Hey friends, you guys hear that X Pac claims that Road Dog is basically in complete charge of SmackDown, and Vince kind of stays away from it. What do you guys think about that? Didn't Dave Meltzer tweet about yeah. that instead that isn't necessarily the case huh. I thought I saw that interesting I could be wrong
1: I've heard his name associated with Smackdown as well if that's true then put that dude in charge of everything man because holy crap that wouldn't surprise me he seems like a clever dude
4: yeah
3: and I'm sure you know maybe we've heard that Vince is kind of uh, there was a west coast trip around payback mm-hmm. that there was reports that he didn't make the trip yeah to kind of lighten up his workload a little bit, yeah. or at least less travel. So maybe it's a situation where, you know, he's involved in the creative development throughout the week, but just on the day of the show, mm-hmm. he lets Road Dog kind of take charge. I don't know.
1: I wonder who the equivalent of that would be for Raw, if Road Dogg is... Because I know my, well Michael Hayes is the House of Horrors, so I know he's got a heavy hand and stuff. Too, yeah. So. I wonder what the...
3: I don't know. Because who are the other... We know we know Michael Hayes the producer. Road Dog. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, isn't uh, I know Jamie Noble works backstage.
1: Jamie Noble, uh, Adam Pierce. Yeah, Adam Pierce, uh, Finley. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what their positions are. You know, relative to. I'm sure it's a quick Google search. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Timothy Lemieux. 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 Thank you, Lemieux. That's what I was going for. Just wondering how long does it take to edit WGPW and fun wrestling.
2: Um.
3: Well, last night it took way longer than it should have. Well, yeah, because we had technical issues. Um. Generally, generally for the matches, unless we pause during it, I don't really touch the matches. I let Mm. them play out. Yeah. No, I don't mess with matches. Um. It's it's uh, promos and stuff with us. Talking even that stuff I try to keep pretty basic. It's pretty much the promos where we have to go and add all the text. Yeah. Um, get the B roll of the gameplay right so it's consistent and matches throughout the duration. of the it's, promo. I mean,
1: honestly, it's for me, it's the longest thing that I. Oh do. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the most yeah. intensive thing that I do.
3: Um, and definitely. even with that, it's, it's keeping it pretty basic.
1: Yeah. I mean, for there, the most part. there are weeks when I'm like, man, I just I want I just don't want any promos. But then I'm like, I gotta get these stories going, on. Mm-hmm. and we have we have some pretty solid plans in terms of where things are headed. Where things are headed. Um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see how that all shakes out. But it is actually the most intent- work intensive thing to do.
3: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh... Going in Raw World gimmick table heavyweight champion Nick Parsons. If you could book a Money in the Bank match using one Raw. One SmackDown, one NXT, one New Japan, one Ring of Honor, and one Friendo Unified Championship Wrestling Superstar. Who would be in the match and who would win? What kind of match is this? Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. So I want Kenny Omega. Okay. From, and then from Ring of Honor, who? Dalton Castle. And then from WWE. Two from WWE. One from Raw, one from SmackDown. AJ. AJ and Seth. Oh, They was like Finn. Okay, well, have, so you have Finn, AJ, and there. Kenny Omega, all okay, like there. that. That's good. And then uh, one from NXT, Aleister Black. Okay. And then one Frendo Unified Championship wrestling star. Oh my
1: goodness. Butch Bacon. Butch Bacon. I was gonna go with the uh, the the from the first Larson Libre champion, Mister Fun Captain, Captain Captain Fun Captain Fun Wrestling. Captain Fun Wrestling. That's
3: a good answer too. He's got
1: some good moves. He does. Or El Steinero he's the best he, El Arrow is the best the best wrestler never to have won Larson Libre mm-hmm. I need a cruiserweight title uh, let's see here
3: Griffin Cologne uh, hey friendos which WWE superstars do you think would benefit most from a new or reworked theme song um, uh, he thinks there's a few uh, that I n- uh, think the few that need new songs entrances sorry but none more than Becky Lynch
1: Oh, I like Becky's. Yeah. I like Becky's. Who do you want to see have a new, a different entrance, a uh, theme?
3: I don't like Dean Ambrose's theme at all. <laughs> I've gotten so used to that. <laughs> You're never going to get rid of that, dude. I know. That, <laughs> like his whole entrance.
1: <laughs> and granted, I know it, it
3: kind of fits him to a degree because based on his ring guitars, obviously he's pretty casual about the whole thing. Right. Um... Since he comes out in the tank top and jeans, You're right? Uh, but he just kind of he just walks out. And his the thing I don't like about his song is that by the time it builds up and starts going somewhere, it does that. Yeah. Blow, it yeah, starts all over. Yeah. It just doesn't. The song
1: doesn't go anywhere. Randy Orton has the most 2007 theme song I've ever. Heard that
3: anywhere. song is not going anywhere. I know. I know. I know. Not going anywhere. <laughs> uh. They will ch- change Dean's theme ten times before they change Randy's once.
1: I'm not disagreeing with that. I don't even know. What's Mojo's theme? I don't even know what Mojo's theme is. They should give give Mojo Sammy Zane's theme. Mojo! (laughs) Mojo! That's not bad. (laughs) What do you think of Alana's new theme? Um, I actually kind of like it. Yeah, I know. Me too. It's kind of catchy. It's catchy. I know. (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't even know what Tamina's is. I think we heard it last night though. Sure. Char- I love Charlotte. Charlotte's great.
3: Oh, the remix of Natalia uh, is just Bret Hart's. Yeah, yeah. Or at least it starts out the same. I right. like, it I, like, really, I, like really I don't like I don't think they, they kill it. They they do good on the. Yeah, for the most part, they do really yeah, really I don't good. Have good have job. Idea. I'm
1: just looking at SmackDown notes, but I don't have a problem. AJ's they, theme is great. I like the Bullet Club's the club's theme. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like Top Guys theme.
3: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean like the only theme I didn't the one thing that the one theme I thought was just out and out and not good mm-hmm. was the uh, was the Wesley Blake. But even on last week's NXT it was something different. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the most part.
1: I, I don't find anything special about Drew McIntyre's and no. that's a bummer.
3: No, but I think that'll change.
1: You think it'll change? Yeah, I think so. They can change it. I think they will. Alright,
3: let's take a couple more questions. And we're gonna do some trivia. Uh uh Hamza Halal. Something I loved to do was watch wrestling that wasn't around for. One of my favorite eras to watch is the Attitude Era for many reasons. Something that always fascinated me was whenever Austin would hit the stunner, the crowd would literally explode. They would go insane. It looked to me that people bought a ticket just to see Austin hit a stunner. That's, that is true. true. Yeah. Do you think any finisher today can reach that level with any WWE talent today? If so, which one? I mean, the RKO is close. I'd love to. Yeah,
1: the RKO is, is that's. And the, Jack Dolan mentions
3: that in the in the in the response to
1: Hamza. RKO is close. RKO is close. I'd love to see the Black Mask get there one day, man. I that'd be pretty neat. Ever, I don't know if that's ever gonna happen, but that'd be pretty cool. Um, there's. I mean, because yeah, I mean, there's a lot of finishers these days aren't. I mean, Dirty Deeds is pretty definitive.
3: You know, part of it too is is not just. Stone Cold was was doing the Stunner. It was generally who he was doing it to, and 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 the number of times he would do it normally on any given Raw, mm-hmm, which yeah. is usually upwards of three, <laughs> if not <laughs> five.
4: Yeah, yeah, He would yeah. just
3: come out in the middle of the show and start stunning everybody. Yeah, and I think that's great. what it was. Yeah. It's not just that he would do it. He would do it a lot. Yeah. And he would do it to Vince. He would do it to to The Rock. It he was, would do it, it, was it to the,
1: Triple H. It was to comedic effect a lot, too. Because yeah, yeah. Like people that he'd be celebrating with, you get a stunner. And everybody
3: sold the stunner great if they did. Great.
1: Did, and you always knew the cue for when a stunner was about to happen, too, is, like, if they mess up their beer, if they don't catch a beer. I mean, Jericho had a couple of classic moments where he would, you know, mess it up if, like, if they'd do this or they'd, like, you know, put a pinky up maybe when they drink it. Yeah. Anything that wasn't, like, badass deserved a stunner in the eyes of Stone Cold. Yeah.
3: Oh, i got to watch an old Raw now. Yeah. That's great. Maybe episodes of Raw, he'd just come out and just stun everybody. Yeah. And it was great. Oh, people I know. People wanted to see that. Yeah,
1: people want to see the stunner. It's fantastic.
3: And unless Randy starts coming out in the middle of shows and just RKO's everybody, I don't know. if That's the closest move we have today. And, unless, and I don't ever see it get into that situation where he'll just come out in the middle of the show and just RKO everybody. Yeah.
4: It doesn't
1: fit for his character anyway. No, it like Nightcord was so was so uni-
3: unique in yeah. that regard.
1: Um. I mean, the only guy I can kind of I can maybe think getting to that level of interest in seeing him do that would be Kevin Owens if he ever like went super face. And when I say super face, I mean become like a mega heel and then turn face because yeah.
3: then you'll be huge.
1: And if he had. A finish that was as crisp and quick, quick as the stunner. Now the thing
3: about the stunner is, is Stone Cold can give out five of them in oh yeah forty five seconds. Doles
1: them out, yeah.
3: Whereas a pop up power bomb takes time,
1: right? Exactly. Most of the and somebody has to
3: like really work for it too. I guess the only finisher today that could be that quick is maybe Dirty Deeds.
1: Yeah, I, in my head it was Dirty Deeds, but I don't see Dean Ambrose ever getting into this. No, you
3: ball. need someone. Uh, People pop when he does it because you know, know it's coming. Yeah, needs someone that can do a super kick real mm. quick and yeah. make it devastating.
1: Yeah, that's true. like
3: Dolph Superkick was booked for a while.
1: Yeah. Nicholas Groskerth has a good question on table for 3 with Flair, Orton, San Martino. Uh Flair said that he has been champion for twice as many days as Cena, roughly. I think he said it was he said somebody found on the internet, he found on the internet, somebody says like 3800 days and Cena has been champ for like uh,
3: 1800 or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, in the 80s, Flair had I think th- at least three reigns of more than a year. A lot, yeah.
1: Um, so Nicholas's question is, what's more important, the number of days as champ or the number of reigns?
3: Well, I think the, the the business is so different now than it was, especially in the early days of, of Flair's championship pursuits. Right. Because so I think back then, in the late 70s, early 80s, it was more important to have the belt for a long time.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't necessarily think that's the case anymore.
4: Right. But I think
3: when people do have long reigns, it makes it – more special,
4: yeah, life yeah, and punk
3: yeah. had that really long range, yeah, it was really impressive mm-hmm. um but I don't think right now the way the business is built is is belts are just another thing to utilize to tell stories mm-hmm. and you know there's you know usually you know you put your your top belt on your top draw, yeah, um, but in the end, I think that's more the case is our belts are used to, to as, a, as a, to help tell stories. Whereas, you know, when in the territory days, you need that belt on on somebody so he can go from city to city mm-hmm. to draw. To draw, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, because you can look at a guy like JBL, who in retrospect, I, I, I appreciate what he did and who yeah. he was and stuff, but you'll never classify that as like, oh, his classic championship run, JBL, you know? You're never really going to say that about him. Like, oh, he was one of the great champions. Yeah. And then you take a guy like Brock Lesnar, who I think you can consider he is one of the great champions. And he's never even around, you know. I know. And it's like, so can you really, cla- can you really say, oh, he's been champion for six hundred days if he's only around for like, you know, a hundred of those? I know. So I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of all over the map. I definitely think that, you know, uh, if, if Jinder's title run ends at SummerSlam, which it probably will, or before, you know, you're ne- you're never really gonna say, well, Jinder Mahal, he was a great champion. He would need several title reigns yeah. for that to, to even come into question.
3: Unless he somehow held the belt for 450
1: days. If he held it for 450 days, you you know, maybe. Although a lot of people equate him with JBL, so I'm not sure. My, my comparison might not have been out there.
4: Um,
3: we got a package here from Cliff Davis. Nice.
1: You guys can send us crap at a P.O. Box 1814. Orangevale, California, 95662. It's in the description as well. This is well-packed. You can put some stuff. We got the stinger right there. We got that the other day. We got drop falling Bray Wyatt right there. Oh, that was your phone. That was your phone. Uh-oh. Looks like it's in okay shape, though.
3: There we go.
1: You got it. Oh, man. Is a bounty? Yeah. A bounty has been had. Oh, man. Mountain Mike's Pizza sent me an email. Try our
3: pizza cookie dessert today. What are these?
4: What are those?
3: We have some... What are those? Like some maple candy. In the shape of a maple leaf. Got Freddy Blassie.
1: Whoa, look at that. Oh, that's great.
3: Bobby Heenan. Oh, my gosh. These are like classics. Here, read a letter. I'll read letter. Read one. We have Slam yeah. Bam. What the heck? A DVD. Pro Wrestling at its best.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, hey. Oh, man. Oh, wow. The
3: Wrestler. Holy crap. Look at that. With Vern Gagne. That's fantastic. Look at that. That's awesome. (laughs) We've been waiting to see that for a while. Cliff
1: here says, Just a quick note to say thank you for making my weekday commutes bearable and weekend chores a lot more enjoyable. Even being a subscriber, I feel like I'm getting a lot of bang from my Patreon bucks. I hope that a few of these flea market finds a good home with you and the uh, going in Rosset. Keep up the great podcasting and thank you again. Cheers from the country of Stampede and Maple Leaf Wrestling. Oh, you know.
3: Thank you very much. And he has a picture of Hulk, brother, and Siskel and Ebert. Cool. What is that? Wrestle Maniac? It's Rey Mysterio. It's like a thriller. Oh, look. There's a woman. And then we have the Jesse Ventura story, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really?
1: What is who is starring well who's starring as me you
3: know doesn't say well there's credits but I don't know who plays who and then I don't
1: know, know who the Wrestle is oh man mm. this
3: is cool Got an Ultimate Warrior. Oh, whoa, look at that. Glass. Holy crap. Remember when you used to get those things like Burger
1: King and McDonald's? Oh, I know, man. I
4: still have some of those.
3: Those are great. I have uh, Indiana Jones one from 84, I think. It's amazing. Whenever Temple of Doom came out. And have a Muppet one, too.
1: Nils owner I wonder who Nils Allen is. I've never heard of him
3: before. Neither have I. It's a great name. Oh, Thank you very Nils much, Alan Cliff. Stewart. That was great. This is a lot of good stuff. This is like a bounty right here. Can we can we do a review of The Wrestler? We've been wanting to see this for years.
1: Heck yeah, dude. We'll watch that. They pro- I think it's on YouTube.
3: Oh. I think well, it's just straight up on YouTube. We, we have, have it on DVD, DVD we now. Like we can r- have a viewing Is that party.
1: the Criterion Collection version of is The Wrestler? It's the
3: wrestling? Platinum uh, Collection version. It has, it has it. special features. It doesn't detail what they are, mm. but it does say special features. See also, if it said it What is this? Trivia quiz. Oh, can we do this for trivia? Oh, you have to watch the movie first.
1: This amazing episode features footage never before seen as D.Lo Brown faces Shane Douglas and Johnny Swinger. Wait, who is Johnny Swinger?
3: I feel like I should know that. It's
1: K Corner thing. That's great. Chris Sabin? Oh, wow. Chris Sabin versus Eric Young. And then Andre the Giant versus Bobby Roode. Uh, I'm just joking about that one. That's great. That's cool. Thank That's you very all much. All great. Time for trivia. <laughs> time for trivia. Today we're going to do first. Attitude Era and Modern Era. Let's start off with Modern Era. Good. That's what I have too. Who was forced to retire after losing to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 26?
3: Shawn Michaels. Yes.
1: You're retiring now, Shawn What
3: superstar was in Michael Cole's corner for his match with Jerry the King Lawler at WrestleMania 27? It uh, was in the, uh, Austin. Jack Swagger. Oh,
1: that's right. Awesome as a guest ref. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what superstar among John Cena, Triple H, and Randy Orton left WrestleMania 24's Triple Threat match as champion for the WWE title? It was Cena Triple H Orton who left as champion. Cena uh, Orton.
3: Damn. Who was Cruiserweight champion when the title was retired in 2008? Who was cruiserweight champion when the title was retired?
1: Jamie Noble? Hornswoggle. That's right. stupid. During his reign as king of the ring, who served as King Booker's queen? queen?
3: Charmel. Queen Charmel. Queen Charmel. That's right. Um, uh, what was the one word name for the pairing of Beth Phoenix and Santino Marella during the summer of 2008 Beth Phoenix and Santino Marella
1: I don't know Glamarella that's stupid the modern era is dumb bunch of idiots moving on to attitude era I I'm going to clean out what do you got two? I have two you what? have zero right? Um. Yes, I have none. What city was the location for WrestleMania 14? Austin versus Michaels.
3: Boston. Very good. Um, who did Vince and Shane McMahon defeat in the ladder match to gain control of WWE at the 1999 King of the Ring pay-per-view? 1999. Who did they defeat? In the ladder match to gain control of WWE. Which pay-per-view? King of the Ring 99. Steve Austin.
4: Yes, <laughs> you're on the board.
3: Pretty obvious. <laughs> uh,
1: against what member of D-Generation X did Shane McMahon successfully defend the European Championship at WrestleMania 15? X
3: Pac. X Pac. What four-time cruiserweight champion also teamed with Paul London to win the WWE Tag Team Titles in July 2004? B. Brian Kendrick. Billy Kidman.
4: Oh, what?
3: That's stupid. That's what it says here. The moops.
1: <laughs> what superstar would ask an opponent's name? Just for fuck's sake. Only to interrupt the answer, exclaiming, It doesn't matter what your name is.
3: The Rock. Wrong. Ken Shamrock, idiot. Live for me. Who delighted the WWE Universe and disgusted <sighs> opponents by stuffing his Mr. Socko sock puppet down the throats of competitors? Mankind. Okay. So, so I you get, get three. three. Jeez, bleeding over here, man. I'm
4: bleeding
1: answers. One. That's a crap one. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, another good one. <laughs> we have Trish. Trish in business attire.
3: <laughs> we have Ooh. Terry Runnels at the beach, ready to go. And we have Billy Kidman. Ah, F you, Billy
1: Kidman. You get Billy Kidman. Taz. I'm not the man with the
3: plan. Back to my winning wave when it comes to trivia.
1: I guess so. Whatever. This is not the ultimate wrestling trivia challenge. That is trivia. What are you doing down here, Freddie Blassie? Get your head out of his crotch, please. Thank you.
3: Thanks for uh, joining us today. Yes. We will see you uh, tomorrow for 205, 205 Live.
1: 205 Live is definitely on And NXT. Live.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Everybody. Goodbye.